Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment. Hold those horses of yours while we bring on Facebook. We're running a little bit late today. My fault, mostly. You can blame my fellow football priest just yes. a little. But I was last into the room. Hey, collectively, welcome in everybody to the Huddle Up podcast, presented as always by Mile High Huddle and sponsored by our great Facebook supporters. Head on over to facebook.com/slash Mile High Huddle. Click the big blue button that says "Become a Supporter." You're in like Flynn. You get access to Kelberman's Corner and the Trickle Zone, our VIP premium video content every Saturday and Sunday. Zach, great job today on Kelberman's Corner. Thank you, you. and Kim Becker. Off the bat, though. I wanted to pick your brain on the news that broke yesterday. As we talked about last week, the players announced through the NFLPA, hey, we're going to skip OTAs, the voluntary uh, portion of OTAs. But then Mike Kliss reported on Saturday, got on the phone, talked with Graham Glasgow, got on the phone, talked with Dalton Reisner. Both of them are expected to show up to all, if not most of uh, OTAs, the voluntary portion because they have some serious workout bonuses at stake. My question to you is, will Vaughn Miller, will Drew Locke show? Because they, too, have some serious bonus money on the table. You know, it's a lot of fans are writing off what Dalton Reisner said, which I applaud, by the way, a thousand percent. I love the stand he took and said, listen, I respect my teammates, but I'm going to show up. I'm going to come into the building. And yet he has some money on the line, but I think it's bigger than that. I think he's tired of fostering a loser mentality, Chad. This is a 5-6 win team for the last half decade now, and the Broncos are getting on their soapbox publicly about not practicing and taking time off from work. Dalton Reisner, he, you know, he has respect for his teammates and he supports their decision, but he's going to show up to the facility and he's going to try to get better. That's what I call leadership, and the Broncos sorely lack that, Chad, from the top on down, from the coaching staff on down. It's nice to see that Dalton Reisner being that that uh, mouthpiece for the entire team and doing what I think is right for the entire organization. And I understand, listen, you know, Locke and Miller and Ry- they have monetary incentive to show up. 
But I think for players like that, especially Locke or Reisner, uh, they have a lot to prove. They want to get better. I mean, they're young players still finding their way in the NFL, and I think they want to send the right message to their teammates. I mean, they want to say that, listen, we're the leaders of the offense. We're trying to take hold of this team and change the culture of the locker room and change the culture of the organization, Chad, which has been irrelevant for the last, again, half decade. So I understand that fans are quick to point out the incentive, but I don't really think it's it's solely that. I think the love of the game combined with the natural leadership on display from players like Dalton Reisner and Drew Locke, I think that's the bigger factor here. So here's what Reisner told Mike Kliss of Nine News. Quote, I've stayed quiet through this whole process, but yeah, I'm showing up Monday. I know there's some other guys who are showing up as well. I've been at the facility all offseason, and what's important to me is I like to train with Lauren Lando. That's the strength and conditioning coach. That's where I've trained most of my whole offseason, and I want to continue training there. I addressed that with my team, and they were very supportive of my decision, so that was awesome. I do not want anyone to think I'm going against my team. I've been in there the whole offseason. I like to work with Lauren. If there wasn't an offseason bonus, it wouldn't matter. I'm coming off my second year, so he's saying it's not about the bonus. I have a lot of work to do. I want a second contract with the Broncos. I have a lot to prove. I respect my teammates' decision. I really do. I love all my teammates, but for me personally, I was already in there, and I wanted to continue to work out there close. I quote. love this man, Chad. That's, that's what, that, just It's as Reisner-ish as you can get, right? This is like you know Reisner, the, the Reisner we've all come to know and love. This is the guy that certainly, just like uh, Spinal Tap, dude, it's always at 11. <laughs> This is the Reisner that platonically, Chad, you and I fell in love with at the scouting combine when he was coming out of college. I mean, this is the natural uh, football addict on display here. And this is exactly the point I was making without even reading this quote. I made the same point that Reisner was saying. It's really not about the money. He has so much to prove. Reisner specifically, not just the entire Broncos offense, but he's coming off an uneven season as a left guard. And he wants to establish himself as the long-term left guard. I mean, he sees the flux of the Broncos offensive line. He saw Garrett Bowles, Chad, a former bust, turn it around and score millions upon millions of dollars. Dalton Reisner, Oh, I love, by the way, the honesty. I want a second contract with the Broncos. He realizes his stock is at stake as well. But the more important uh, takeaway here, he wants the Broncos overall to be better. And he's going to do personally whatever it takes to make the Broncos better. If that means taking a stand against his fellow teammates and doing it respectfully, so be it. He was already one of my favorite Broncos, probably top three, Chad, but this just cemented him there uh, atop that list. He really is a tremendous player and the tremendous individual a couple things i want to touch on real quick thanks to some great reporting by mike kliss von miller stands to earn a cool half million dollars just to show up on monday all right glasgow set to take home 100k reisner 75k but again for reisner it's not about the money drew lock the incumbent quarterback set to earn 75 grand for showing up tomorrow and zach you know 75,000 is about seven or eight thousand more than the median income yeah. for American families. So let's not pretend. I mean, maybe in the grand scheme of like a Patrick Mahomes mega deal, that's that's chump change. That's kind of change you find in the couch. But relative to the real world, and Drew Locke is from the real world. All right. These guys are pro athletes, but Drew's watched his parents who own multiple restaurants in and around the uh, Missouri, the Kansas City area suffer greatly. Any any business, any profession that's in the hospitality business, any business in that realm, 
dude, they've felt the pain over the last year thanks to the yeah. pandemic. He's seen his his folks do everything they can to not only save their business, but to save their employees' jobs and their income. Uh, and so I don't think he's going to step over a, a dollar to pick up a dime here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he's going to go, look, 75 grand. Look, I, there's more than one reason to show up. The money obviously is a big one, but Drew Locke, be the leader, show up, do your thing. And you know what? If Brandon McManus, your kicker, starts looking at you sideways, charge it to the game. Yeah, I'll risk pissing off Brandon McManus in terms of, you know, rather than may not make the Broncos better. And, you know, Dalton Reisner, to your point, Chad, he comes from a town in Colorado that had uh, one traffic light, you know. So he he's really used to the small town vibes, the, the, the blue collar vibes. And it's not about the money. I think he was raised the right way to appreciate those around him and appreciate his support systems and be those support systems. And that's what Dalton Reisner is doing for Denver. And it's funny you mentioned, Chad, the you know, the couch cushion money. I wrote the story about Deontay Spencer resigning with the Broncos. He was an exclusive rights free agent. I think it was $850,000 or 810 or something like that. And people were saying, I, you know, I, I called it a bare bones contract for peanuts. And a lot of people were saying, you know, they wouldn't be bare bones for me. It wouldn't be bare bones for my family. Well, in the NFL, when they make millions and millions and just funny, stupid money, that's actually not a lot. 75,000 NFL money is like $2 to you and I, but it's not about the money necessarily for these players. And we know indisputably now you cannot ever attack Drew Locke's commitment to the game or his leadership. Both of those traits were on display through this whole protest. Guys, we have so much to get to. We got to talk about the report from Woody Page that is quite incendiary involving George Payton, perhaps maybe possibly picking up the phone, calling uh, Terry Fontenot about that number four overall pick. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to your questions, your comments. We see a bunch of very generous super chats stacking up. Can't wait to get to all that stuff. But, hey, you know what? We are less than two weeks away from the draft. We got to say thank you to the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream and also the official sponsor of Mile High Huddle's offseason and NFL draft coverage, Manscaped. Look, guys, we're, not going, to, we're going to keep this relatively short, okay? But here's the bottom line. The sun's out. That means guns out, right? It's warming up across. If you're if you're in the northern hemisphere, it's warming up. That's your cue to make sure you have your male grooming on point. Make sure your male hygiene on point. And there's nobody better to help you do that than Manscaped. They've helped over two million men around the world, including us, offering those precision engineered jewels uh, tools for your family jewels. And Zach, I don't know about you, but I've seriously ever since Manscaped entered my life, and albeit it came as a sponsor. But the scales fell off my eyes, and now, dude, I, I use it literally. A, prod, a Manscaped product is being used in my house every single day. Even my two teenage sons, I got them a, a travel kit, too. It doesn't have to be, you know, the lawnmower either, Chad, or the weed whacker. Both of those things you see in the center of your screen right there. I'm holding up, and like Chad said, we'll make this really relatively quick today, but I'm holding up the crop preserver from Manscaped, as you can see on the right there. It's deodorant for your nether regions. And let me tell you something, guys. Uh, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you look like, how much you weigh. I don't care about any factor. Uh, those things tend to happen downstairs that you don't want to happen. And and things like the Manscaped prop, crop preserver and products like the cleanser you see in front of you help mitigate all of those factors. I can attest personally, like Chad just said, I use these products very, very often in my daily life, and it's made me better overall. I cannot stress it highly enough. Guys, the Weed Whacker, the Lawnmower, they are the piece de la resistance, but there are so many great tools, accoutrements that Manscaped offers 
to help you take your male grooming to a whole other level and really, really, really embrace the new year, new me mindset. I know we're sitting here half more than halfway through April, but this is the best way to do it, guys. So head over to manscaped.com. Use the code HUDDLE. You'll get the uh, 20% off plus whatever you order. It's going to come to you free shipping. And your boys, they're going to thank you. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code HUDDLE. All right, a couple quick reminders, gang. Follow the podcast on Twitter. Connect with us over there. At HuddleUpPod, the main account, at Mile High Huddle. Our great producer, Juana Beast, a.k.a. at John K, M-H-H, on Twitter. My partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL. Myself, at Chad N. Jensen. Hey, check out the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. If you're in a position to, to throw a few bucks at a nice hat, T-shirt, mug, hoodie, something like that. There's even tank tops, and we're adding new products to the mix. Uh, literally, it's going to be here very soon, every day. There's going to be something new hitting the merch store. So check that out if you're in a position to do so. And if not, it's all good. We're seriously just stoked to have you guys with us. Please make sure you're subscribed. That's key on YouTube. That's key on Apple. That's key on uh, Spotify. Also, guys, hey, like the video. Even if you're only with us for a minute and then you dipped out and you're going to come back later, watch the rest or whatever, just make sure you like the video. It's a small organic thing you can do to help us in a big, bad way. And then number three, guys, it's the litmus test, all right? If we're doing a good job for you, or at the very least, if you respect the effort, share this video out there and help us continue to grow. And growing we are. We're entering 10K week. I know we crossed 10K a couple weeks ago, but between my vacation and some other travels, we're, we had to kick the can down the road to truly celebrate 10K week till this week. And so, guys, share it out there. Help us reach those new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, Zach, 
let's talk real quick. Um, John, can we? Could, do you have? Uh, do you have George? This is a, a great friend of the wow. of the show. A uh, great friend of mine. Wow. He was in Kelberman's Corner today, yes, throwing up was. some stars, supporting the supporting our efforts. And here he is today with a very generous super chat. Love you, Gio. Give our best to your daughter, Jasmine. Hope everything's going well in your neck of the woods. He says, I'm in such a Denver mood today. I gave Kellerman's Corner nice stars today, so tonight I give a symbolic donation to last year's MVP. Obviously talking to Garrett Bowles here, 72. I'd give you this year's MVP, but it would <laughs> only be three bucks. Cobb, boom. Love it. Love that, dude. That's cool, George. Love you, bro. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, George, so much. You were so supportive today in KK. You're supportive every single week, and uh, just your just your generosity alone is incredible. And uh, I'm glad you're in a good mood. And it's funny, Chad. I mentioned this on KK today. Kelberman's Corner, for those who don't know, uh, it's I'm so happy the Broncos have their left tackle. We were talking about Rashawn Slater and Penny Sewell as right tackle options for Denver, and among the offensive line, the only spot that's secured and locked down and in good hands is left tackle with Garrett Bowles. And I just thought that was uh, very very refreshing, and I think George does too. But thank you again. Amen. All right, um, John. We way early in the stream. We have a Bill Anderson, but have him ready if you got him because I want to grab the story from Woody Page first, uh, and then we'll because his 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 uh, topic question is relative to what Woody reported. So let me pull up this great article. Zach covered it for us here. Um, but here's what happened in one of his columns. Of course, Woody Page, one of the most tenured. I mean, as far as the roots in Denver, they go deep, uh, multiple decades, you know, maybe 40 years, something at least approaching that. This guy's very dug in relative to the Denver Broncos. And I know John Elway's not, you know, in the GM's office every single day, but still he's there in the building. And I'm sure Paige has, you know, he's got a lot of contacts at UC Health Training Center. And his call today for the uh, Colorado Springs Gazette, actually it might have been last night. I don't know when it published, either last night or today. Saturday. Uh, Saturday, but here's what he said. I'm going to quote Zach here. Quote, according to Woody Page, new Broncos general manager George Payton holds mile-high regard for two quarterbacks in particular, Ohio State's Justin Fields, North Dakota State's Trey Lance, both of whom he's watched up close and personal this offseason. Payton, per Page, slightly prefers Fields and could do the trade or a deal if he's willing to pay the price. And then, of course, he reports, does Woody Page, that the Broncos have at least picked up the phone and called the Falcons to check the temperature on what I would assume, Zach, it would cost to, to get the number four pick. And Page speculates that the cost for a trade from nine to four would be the 2021 first rounder, obviously, and a third round pick this year and a third rounder next year. That's all. So two third rounders this year, next year, and this year's uh, number one pick, number nine overall. And in return, Page says Denver would actually get fourth and fifth rounders this year on top of getting the opportunity to draft their potential franchise quarterback. But it's funny that Page says it's uh, quite realistic this trade could happen between two rookie GMs and Terry Fontenot and George Payton. And those who don't know, by the way, most of Broncos country should, Terry Fontenot was a finalist for the Broncos job that went to George Payton. So two rookie guys with Broncos ties. But then he's also hedging his own bets by saying, my opinion has not changed and Drew Locke will be the starter this coming season with either Trey Lance, Fields, Brett Rippon, or a veteran behind him. So if you throw enough crap at the wall, not saying Paige oh, yeah, is doing right. this, something's yeah. going to stick here. But it's it's worth noting that the Broncos did make a call to Atlanta. It might be due diligence. It might be Peyton just testing the water, putting his toe in. But they are, you know, the trade winds are blowing a little stronger, Chad, at a Dove Valley. 
John, let's with that being said, let's grab Bill and then let's also grab uh, Michaela and um, Jay. So FYI, Bill Anderson, that's a newer name on Super Chat. Welcome, Bill. Thank you. Be sure to connect with us on Twitter because we like to keep tabs on our Super Chat superstars and keep the conversation going over there. He says, why move up? If Locke fails, we'll have a new coach next year who will want his own guy. Sell the farm then if need be. I'd go back and get an offensive lineman, Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, dude. I mean, Bill, we basically share a brain on that, dude. Uh, to be frank with you, I th- I think the Broncos, I really do. Like, look, guys, QB envy is a thing. I get it. All right. But I really do believe it's in the Broncos' best interest to run it back one last time with Drew because I'm banking on that year over year, having the same offensive coordinator, having that familiarity with his weapons, and then getting Cortland back. Uh, is really going to help him, and I think you'll see it at a much improved quarterback. Might not be a superstar Patrick Mahomes pop, you know. Might not be a Lamar Jackson caliber pop, but I think he's going to be a vastly improved quarterback that will allow the Broncos to win. Zach, yeah, I'm right there with you. And Bill, I, I agree with the sentiment as well. I, if you roll it back with the incumbent coaching staff, why not roll it back with the incumbent quarterback? And I think that is the attractive option right now to George Payton, barring what happens on April 29th. If Trey Lance falls to him at number nine or Fields, whoever is number one on his big board at quarterback, he would think long and hard about it. But even as Paige says there, that quarterback might be the backup to lock in year one anyway. And uh, Peyton might have enough foresight to know that there's a pretty high likelihood Pat Shermer will not hold this job next year. And the the next head coach or next offensive coordinator will be able to work with that quarterback, whether that's Locke or anybody else. But, Bill, I'm right there in agreement, as as is Chad. I would run it back with Locke for one more year and take my chances. Exactly, because when – let's just say for a second, all right, that – Drew falls on his face. All right. Well, Vic Fangio, more than likely, that means they're losing games. So Vic Fangio probably gets the ax. That would definitely mean Pat Shermer gets the ax. And Peyton would finally get his own – he would get carte blanche to really kind of rebuild this thing, coaching to the quarterback and whatever head coach were to be hired. We're guessing the pendulum, if that happens, will swing back toward an offensive-minded guy. That offensive-minded guy is going to want his quarterback. So why do it now, right? Wait. You've gone this far with Drew. You could be this close. And I know it's a you could be, nothing's for sure, but you could be this close to really starting to reap the rewards. You know, it's like when it's it's like in a religious or spiritual sense, right? When you um, you know, are are a good person and you uh, obey the laws in the Bible or whatever, you're gonna get blessings, right? But that's that's what it says in, in scripture. And the Broncos, they've suffered, they've made sacrifices, you know, they've they've paid their tithing, so to speak, to the football gods walking the desert with Drew Locke, and just when the football gods might lift their skirt, pour out a blessing on Drew and the Broncos, you're going to move off him. That's what you risk losing here. So, Michaela, good to see you. The Duchess of MHH jumping in from the top rope. We love you. We miss you. you. She says, I wonder if those rumors are true or a smokescreen, Zach. Denver Broncos for life. You know, I – I know, you know, I made this point on KK that football is kind of black and white. I don't want to be hypocritical, but I believe in terms of pre-draft or the rumors, there is a lot of gray area. I think some of them are true and some of them are smoke screens. I think the Broncos have 
tentative interest, you know, loose due diligence type interest in a quarterback, but they're not as desperate or as needy as some of the media narratives would have you believe. So um, it's Peyton, I think, overall being a good general manager and doing what he promised, which is being involved in every deal, but not being reckless, checking in on every quarterback, whether it's Matt Stafford or Trey Lance, but really having an idea who he wants to go with. We don't know who that person is. It could be Locke. It could be Lance. It could be Nick Foles in a trade for all we know. But I think that uh, just having his ducks in the row, I don't think that's a lie. I don't think it's a smokescreen. But I think maybe some of the media or fan-made pressure to get a quarterback based on some of these reports, I think that's the smoke right there, Chad. I think he's been pretty clear and honest about how he wants to operate a quarterback, and he's been acting as such throughout the pre-draft process. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right. We got a super chat from one of our longtime superstars, Jay Ritchie. And I know Jay catches every single episode. He might not always be able to do so live because he has a job that, uh, you know, keeps him that he's got to take care of business. But we're looking forward to having Jay on the show May 12th. Jay's going to make an appearance with us here on a superstar segment. And we're counting down the days, dog. He says, what's up, fellas? Moving to number four doesn't help us win now. I love Drew. I believe he's going to shock the NFL. Who in this draft is proven to be better than three? Give the kid a real chance and he will answer. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how you want to look at at this issue, Jay, because I think we we took a question last week, Zach, that was something to the effect of, if Drew Locke were coming out this year, where would you rank him among this class of quarterbacks? And I think both of our answer was some probably somewhere still where he went, in 2019, like early second yeah. round, he probably ended up being a second round guy based on the information 
on Drew coming out of Missouri. So, you know, exempting his, his NFL body of work just based on Missouri, he's probably still be a second round pick, to be honest with you. Uh, But he has something that these five quarterbacks that are first round caliber uh, that they don't. And that is two years of NFL experience. He's been down the road. He suffered some hard knocks, right? Trial and error, learning curve, pitfalls. And I'm telling you, most human beings, doesn't matter what profession you're in, Zach, we not only do we learn best by doing another topic we addressed last week relative to virtual OTAs, but most people, I mean, you actually learn more from your failures than you do your successes. And I'm not sitting here trying to say that because Drew Locke has failed quite a bit, especially last year since you know he arrived in Denver, that that's reason to expect him to succeed next year. But you learn from when you bump your head. You know, it's like as a young uh, parent, you're told, I, I remember our, our uh, pediatrician telling us that, hey, when your kid is starting to learn how to walk and he picks himself up onto the couch and then he tries to get to the next spot and he falls, you got to let him fall because that falling is going to teach him a lot of lessons. He's going to learn from that so that he doesn't do it uh, in the future. And it's a similar principle. So how good, this is a long-winded way, Zach, of, of saying that, is Drew, are any of these guys proven to be better than Drew? Proven? No. It's all in the eye of the beholder. I right. think at this point, it's really about your priorities. Are you committed? Are you focused on winning now? Because I honestly believe maybe, maybe with the exception of Trevor Lawrence, Drew Locke would give the Denver Broncos a better chance to win in 2021 than Justin Fields, Trey Lance, even Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. Very, very well said. And, you know, to your point about Locke learning from his failures or growing from his mistakes, remember that, that old trope we used to have every game, let Locke get the mistake out of the first quarter, his first drive, the first interception, and then he would settle down after that. I mean, I'm that same way. And what you said is such great life advice, Chad. It, it, you, you do learn from your failures. You have to go through the ups and the downs, and you have to go through the, the bumps and the bruises to come out better. And Drew Locke always came out better after he bumped his head, after he got bruised. Uh, but in terms of proven quarterbacks, none of them, from Trevor Lawrence to Zach Wilson Fields, they haven't taken a snap in the NFL. Locke has. I mean, he has years of NFL experience now, games of experience. So on that no, he is more proven. You can argue who has the higher ceiling. I think it'd be silly, even as a Locke fan, to say Locke has a higher ceiling than Trey Lance or Zach Wilson. Both, I think, will be phenomenal quarterbacks. That doesn't mean that Locke can't be, though. And for right now, for 2021, he probably is their best option for the same reasons Chad laid out. He knows the offense. He knows Shermer. It's another year in the system. He's already been with his teammates. He's in the facility already, and it's more conducive to winning this year. Now, next year going forward, that's a different story because there might be a different coaching staff, might be a different coordinator, and Locke might be not on the team anymore, or at least not starting. But in terms of this coming season, which Fangio has to show results or he's gone, Locke, more than likely, even if you hate it, you want to cover your eyes and cover your ears, he probably is your best option to win now. We got Daniel Dennis, another great superstar that has come on really strong since we turned over into 2021 it's been great having you daniel appreciate you my friend and i'm glad to see we are connected on twitter he says a palate cleanser from qb talk deontay spencer resigned but with players like avery williamson and uh phil taylor would you draft what does that say <laughs> i'm not sure what that says would you draft a returner though is what he's asking or, or a punter no 
A punter, I mean, you can maybe a seventh rounder or so, but a returner, I mean, you have Deontay Spencer, who you brought back, and that's his one role. I think John and I are in agreement. We hate Deontay Spencer having just one job and taking up a roster spot. I see him down there agreeing with me. You have K.J. Hamler, who's a speed demon. He was a punt returner and a kick returner in college. Use a second-round pick on him. I'd much rather him moonlight at both spots, um, but... Between Spencer and KJ Hamler, Chad, you don't need another guy. So that's my opinion on that. You know, it's one thing when you have like a vested veteran that's getting slightly longer in the tooth that has a much more carved out and kind of um, rock solid role in the offense. Like when it was Emmanuel Sanders, for example, he, yes, he could field punts, he could do kick returns too, but you didn't necessarily want to use him if you could avoid it because, you know, he was a little bit older and he was very relied upon in the offense. KJ Hamler, he's still trying to kind of get in where he fits in, still trying to figure out how to really catch hold in the NFL and with the Denver Broncos. I'm in perfect agreement. He should be the returner, but it's still cool to see Deontay get his, whatever, what was that, 850K uh, on a one-year deal, something like that. But I don't expect the Broncos to use a draft pick on a returner, specifically for a returner or a punter, because you're in year two of what was a three-year deal also for the punter you signed last year, Sam Martin, and most of the time, those type of specialists and returners, Zach, they can be had in the uh, college free agent ranks. So let's grab Andy here. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate how consistent you've been lately. He says, good evening, guys. How do you sift through the conflicting reports from beat writers about the team's dealings? All the speculation is killing me. Hashtag, is it draft day yet? And Denver Broncos for life. We touched on this, actually, Andy, right before we went live, talking about how for a lot of fans, I think right now, they're reaching kind of some pre-draft speculation fatigue, like whether they want a quarterback or whether someone wants Drew. Fans are starting to really kind of become numb and desensitized to all the rumors because it's just hot and heavy. And it's if, – if you you know, one of the problems for Drew Locke, as an example, he did not – I usually avoid using double negatives, but he did not leave no doubt, right? He did leave the door open to some doubt and – so because it's been a question, George Payton, whether it's genuine or whether he's playing some poker and trying to leverage it, has been very clear on the trail of quarterbacks. Now, I happen to believe, Zach, that it's a smokescreen. I happen to believe that when push comes to shove, the Broncos are not going to trade up and they're not going to draft a quarterback, even if, like in the, the SI team uh, publisher mock, both Justin Fields and or Trey Lancer there at pick nine. I really don't think the Broncos are going to take one. Maybe if it were Justin Fields, I don't think it's Trey Lance. If I think if, if anyone could really budge them off of that, it would be Justin Fields falling to nine. And I just don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. And so separating the reports, I mean, it might get hard for some of you reading everything and hearing everything, but for us, it's no problem. You know, this is what we do for a living. We love doing it. You know, sometimes it's a little bit difficult, Zach, to keep some of these things straight. Who said what? Who's reporting what? Because even like Woody Page, uh, his thing about the Broncos have called the Falcons, you were telling me that Benjamin Albright um, contradicted that on Twitter. He actually uh, replied to my tweet on the story because someone asked him about it. He said no. So uh, no one really knows right now what's going on inside Dove Valley. And that's my takeaway from it, Chad. All these conflicting reports say to me that Peyton is keeping the insiders and those close to the building on their toes. No national media types have the scoop. No local media types have the scoop. And I compare that to a team like the Cowboys. I've heard nothing but leaks coming out of uh, Frisco. They are infatuated with Kyle Pitts. They love Patrick Sertan. They love Zayvon Collins. 
Collins. We haven't heard the Broncos love anyone, Chad, especially a quarterback. So I think Peyton, in his first year as a rookie general manager, part of the reason why he's doing such a great job, and he's earned an A-minus for me anyway, is he's really keeping his cards close to his vest, and he's not letting any leaks get out. This is a whole different culture change from John Elway, and I love it. Anthony, good to see you, bro. Appreciate the super chat. He says, attention Broncos fans, Micah Parsons, that is all. You know what, Micah, that would be one of my, uh, I don't want to spoil what the topic, I guess we can say what the topic was of Kelberman's Corner today. Might help some people uh, get over the hump and go become a supporter on, on Facebook. But it was Zach's four most realistic picks for the Broncos at nine. All right. Um, for me, in that same conversation, Micah Parsons would be one of the four or, you know, five guys that I would love to see realistically. And I think there's a chance land in Denver at pick nine, but you know what, if the Broncos, let's, I mean, the publisher mock Parsons, I think went off the board at six. And so if you lose the chance to draft him at pick nine, that's when, if I, depending on who else is there, right. Depending on if a Rashawn Slater still there or a Penny Sewell, maybe a JC Horn guys like that then I'm trying to package a deal to move back and take a Jameen Davis, you know, later in the draft or a JOK, right? Someone who can play linebacker and sure, you know, fit the run, but really cover freaking tight ends and, and backs out of the, out of the backfield. Yeah. And KK today and those who, you know, I strongly recommend not patting myself on the back, but it was a very informative, I thought, you know, episode for those who don't know Kelberman's corner every Sunday at noon, I broke down the top four realistic options, as Chad said, and no trade backs or trades, a trade up. So basically the top four players, they could take a number nine. And to me, it's, if it's not a quarterback, which I really don't think it will be, it's got to be a linebacker around one. Whether that's at nine Parsons or whether that's at 13, 14, 15, JOK, Jameen Davis, I think that's the way they're looking. But Micah Parsons, I, I broke this down. He, again, is the missing link to this defense. And I'm talking about Micah Parsons, the football player, not Micah Parsons, the person. So his red flags are not in this conversation. Micah Parsons, the football player, is a hell of a talent, and they can coach his weaknesses. And the only one of his weaknesses on the field is coverage. But a guy who can play inside, a guy who can play outside, a guy who's a great edge rusher. I mean, that's a movable chess piece, a weapon for Vic Fangio. And I would be all on board with making him the pick at number nine. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's sleeping spree event, save up to 50% on ceiling. With queen mattresses starting at $349.99. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. I Rose, A. Rose jumping in. I always botch that name, but uh, appreciate you, my friend. He says, what, uh, what would you like Fangio or Peyton to do this offseason to convince you that the culture is indeed turning the corner? You guys are great. Hashtag Denver Broncos. Thank you. Appreciate you, bro. Um, you know, I don't really think it's something that can be proven during the offseason. I don't think it's something you can really kind of get a beat on until right. you get to uh, the regular season. But you know what? Here's something that would give me some real hope that things are changing. A phone call, some campaigning uh, on the part of the GM and the head coach, Zach, to the players to say, hey, look, it's it's as safe as it's ever going to be, you know, show up to voluntary OTAs. We got a lot of work to do, boys. We finished 5 and 11 last year. Let's go. Like if you could get a majority of the players to show up for voluntary OTAs, I would take that as a pretty solid sign. That's a really really great point, and that's what bothered me about this. The Broncos leading the charge and getting on their soapbox is it doesn't seem like there's a uh, a strong hold of leadership at the top, and it seems like the inmates run the asylum. So in the off season, like you said, Chad, you can't quantify it to the regular season. How do I know the culture is changing? How do I know this is a new era in Broncos football? When they start winning games, they go back to the playoffs and they're relevant again. But in the meantime, in the off season, I would love to see more accountability, more responsibility, and more action, not just words from Vic Fangio and his coaching staff. So I'm fully in agreement with you on that. All right, we got one here also from Christian, and then John, my stream's about to jump. Uh, actually, I got Dave from Georgia, then my stream's going to jump at 6.34. Uh, Christian, good to see you, brother. He says, hey, guys, been working the graveyard shift the last week. Glad to catch you guys live. Appreciate you, bro. He says, uh, let him hate, state of being, hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Christian, you really come on strong, dude. We appreciate yeah. you. Thank you, Christian. Also, Dave from Georgia. It was great having Dave on the show yeah. very, very recently last week. You the man, dude. You're, you're, it was really fun catching up with you. He says, Dalton Reisner for team captain, hashtag Broncos yes. country. That's another thing. Culturally, I'd like to see change. Fangio didn't want to name season-long team captains. Why? Like, yeah. I never understood the rationale. And they, they did try to rationalize it. I mean, Fangio did. But I think it's good to say, look, going into a season, here are our team captains. Here's, you know, the guys that we're expecting to kind of rally the troops, lead the forces. I think it can only help. Doing it the other way just kind of clouds things in my books that going game to game captains like, you know, let's pick who our leaders are and let's rally behind those guys and let's, you know, see those guys go to work as leaders, close ranks and hopefully do what good leaders are supposed to do. And that is raise the ships around them. 
I just don't have faith that Fangio would overrule his players if they don't want season-long captains. He'd say, okay, no season-long captains, then that's what I'm talking about. I want a more forceful hand from Vic Fangio. You know, they talk a big game about him, and he's this imposing figure in Dove Valley until it matters, until crunch time or clutch situations. But in the offseason, like you mentioned and broke down perfectly, I want to see more of that, you know, strong, firm hand from the, the Broncos' top coach, and that's Fangio. All right, we got one here from DeWalter Drills, who's been back in the saddle with us the last week or so, which is great. He's like, hey, dude, appreciate you. He goes, hey, can I show up for one day to make 75 grand? I mean, what if I'm really, really good? Love you guys. Let's talk Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, 75 grand, again, it might seem like chump change to a lot of the mega deals in the NFL, but, you know, it's still a lot of money, guys. It's still a lot of money to show up and lift a few weights, sit in on a few meetings, maybe do some individual drills out on the grass. I mean, I know I wouldn't leave that money on the table. I wouldn't. I would I would invest in Bitcoin right after I get it. But in terms of Trey Lance, Chad, I, I'm going to give this take. I gave it on KK, but I'm not going to hide from it. I think he has the highest upside of any quarterback in this draft class. And that includes Lawrence. That includes Zach Wilson. His dual threat ability and just his natural playmaking ability with his arm alone. If you can get the right coaching staff to mold that, Kyle Shanahan looking at you, I mean, his ceiling is just limitless. I can't wait to see him, if not in Denver, with an elite coaching staff. Hopefully, uh, real, real quick, John, uh, we need – so I'm at uh, Steve Baumgartner, and then in between DeWalter Drills and Steve is Burn the Guitarist, Zeus, David Kilgore, Josh, and Beowulf, just FYI. Um, Zach, good to see you, brother. And, yeah, we're uh, – did we iron out a date to have you on the show for sure? Uh, I know you reached out. Was it on Twitter? I'll uh, I'll confirm that. But yeah, we'll we'll get it booked, my friend. It's going to be great. We look forward to it. He says, "Hey guys, would you honestly be surprised if Peyton made that call to Terry Fontenot? The guy stated that he would want to at least be a part of the conversation. No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like even if, which probably isn't the case, but even if George Peyton had just come to the conclusion that none of the quarterbacks were really worth a top ten pick to him." I still would not be shocked. I would probably expect him to at least pick up the phone and say, hey, look, there's a pick that's in high demand. Let's call and see what the cost might be. You know, let's check the temperature. He told you he was going to do that. We're going to be a part of every deal. Doesn't mean we make the deal. Doesn't mean we jump, but we want in. We want to be aware. We want our finger on the pulse of what's happening in the NFL. And so far, Peyton's been true to his word. I would be surprised if he didn't or doesn't make that call. I mean, it's just being a good general manager is employing that due diligence. It's the same reason why he he stuck his nose into the Matt Stafford trade talks. He wasn't willing to give up what the Rams gave up. That's way too much. But he was willing to put a little on the table and be like, listen, this is what I can give. If not, if not, if great, great. But that's what he does, and that's the sign of a good GM. And knowing that he's – Working with that mindset in year one, Chad, it's so encouraging the Broncos have this leadership in their highest office in Dove Valley. All right. So, by the way, Zach, burn the guitarist May 26th. That's the date we had um, ironed out for Zach Carlson to come on the show, a.k.a. burn the guitarist. Clint, appreciate you, my friend, on Facebook. You You the man. Um, Zeus. Zeus. Zeus in the house. Love you, bro. Hope you're doing well. He was there today for Kellerman's Corner, showing support, showing yes, love he there. Was. Here he is tonight. It's no surprise, but it still is just, to us, the coolest thing. Stu, Mount Rushmore, first face etched up there for MHH. Love you, bro. 
we were actually talking about you off camera after KK, how amazing you are, Stu, and your generosity and support. You really are just the the number one, I think, superstar, the number one, you know, supporter of this podcast. At least you going started. Right. I mean, he's the founding father for a reason. So, Stu, we appreciate you more than we can tell you. Thank you. All right. Let me see here. Uh, David Kilgore, another MHH Mount Rushmore superstar. Yes. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. He goes, uh, do you guys think if we don't get a quarterback in the draft that we'll go after Bridgewater? Maybe. Um, I think that, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe not Bridgewater for sure. But, like, if if there is no top, you know, rounds one, two, or three quarterback drafted by the Broncos, they got to bring in some kind of a veteran, some somebody to offer a modicum of insurance if Drew gets hurt or falls on his face because – Jeff Driscoll ain't it. He proved that. Brett Rippon, maybe. But still, guys, I mean, people sit and marvel over the Brett Rippon performance in week four against the Jets. But let me remind you guys, he threw three picks. All right. So it's not that's that's a that's a fail danger. Right. That's not necessarily a fail safe. So it's a Bridgewater. It's whatever, you know. Is available. Maybe it's a Nick Foles on the trade market, depending on how things kind of shake out. But they got to bring in, and I believe they should bring in a veteran, not draft a quarterback, bring in a veteran because it's about winning right now. It's about trying to maximize what you've done up to this point, how and maximizing your investment in Drew. Exactly. And then you also got to hedge against that in the short term with a vet that could, you know, start for a month if he gets hurt. Exactly. A rookie does nothing for the development of Drew Locke. He's not going to learn anything from a rookie quarterback. So if you want to advance Locke this year, if winning this year with Locke is your intention, then get a veteran. So if they don't draft one, it could be Bridgewater. It could be Nick Foles. It could be Gardner Minshew. Hopefully not. But Woody Page did mention Brett Rippon, Chad, as a possibility to be the backup this season. He Page said the Broncos view uh, Brett Rippon as a Gary Kubiak level backup. So a very high-end backup that can be with the organization for years to come. Josh Ostrom, good to see you, my friend. He says, I see a lot of people talking about, oh, let's trade back and accrue picks when it's very possible no one will want to trade up. It's possible, but I do think because, Zach, they're predicting potentially for the first time ever, quarterbacks going picks one, two, three, and four. If that happens, there are going to be some blue chip non-QB prospects that are going to fall. And there's going to be guys behind the Broncos wanting to move up and get one of them. I will put money on this, Josh, that a team will want to trade with the Broncos pick if the Broncos want to move down. You're talking about the teams and the teens that were chasing and desperate for quarterbacks. You're talking about Washington. Uh, You're talking about New England. You're talking about Chicago. One of those teams, if the Broncos want to move back, will will be willing to trade up, or even Philadelphia can come in the Broncos spot for a tackle, for a, a cornerback. I mean, they're going to have an option if they want to move back. It's only a matter of where they want to go in that spot. Beowulf, I thought the chat had jumped you, so I put it in there as a as a uh, old school, just create a banner for your super chat. But, John, he covers all the bases, man. He's our failsafe, all right? Beowulf, appreciate you. Connect on Twitter. Never give up, especially on Drew. Been watching while recovering from a lung transplant in 2017. Wow. Wow, dude. I hope things are going okay. Um, I don't think I've ever met anyone that's had a lung transplant. That's that's crazy, man. Hope you're doing all right. Hope you're getting through it okay. He apparently is. Still kicking. Just bought an e-bike. God bless you, Beowulf. Yeah, indeed. Love that spirit, my friend. Thank you for your support. 
any topics you want us to get to yep. uh, by, by all means. And yeah, don't give up on Drew quite yet. And listen, listen, dude, there's an argument to be made that you should roll with a young quarterback throughout his rookie deal. But look, I'm at a point where because you do have to recognize the last five years, no playoffs. This is it for me and Drew. If Drew doesn't turn the corner this year, then I'm full, I'm fully off of Drew. And it's time. You don't have all day. You don't have forever to try and make hay while the sun shines. The sun, the shun, uh, sun shines uh, for a finite amount of time in, in the summer. Obviously, it's a little bit more than in the winter. But nevertheless, I, I can't suffer through a year four after Drew. If Drew produces in 2021 a similar up-and-down kind of deal like he did in 2020, I'll be right along with all the antis saying, all right, guys, hey, it was an honest effort. Broncos really gave him the benefit of the doubt. They invested in him. They gave him the time, TLC, the coaching. It just wasn't meant to be. It didn't work out. Time to move on. Exactly. Yeah. My first segment on the pod, my first KK post, you know, that Locke experiment ending will be uh, me saying, listen, I was wrong about Locke. He doesn't have what it takes and the Broncos should move on, but just give him that fair audition. That's all Chad and I are advocating for. Just give him a level playing field and let him sink or swim on his own. Yeah, John, I've got Steven and D-Dub next, FYI. Steven Baumgartner, another MHH Mount Rushmore superstar. Good to see you, brother. He says, hey, guys, Drew Locke is my QB. Locke season, baby. Let's go Royals. Yeah, uh, baseball's not really my bag, but nevertheless, we feel you on, Drew, my friend. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. I hope they lose because Mahomes, doesn't he own them, the Royals? So, <laughs> Yeah, he does have some ownership stake. I have a natural emotional investment against the Royals then. Dale, wow, wow man. Wow. Thank you, bro. Thank you. You guys who've been with us a long time know that uh, know Dale quite well just from the chat from the community. But we had him on the show, I don't know, a month and a half ago, and it was great getting a, getting a chance to chat with you, catch up with you. He lives out there in paradise, out there in Hawaii. So one of these days, as I told you, I'm going to come visit you out there, brother. Uh, appreciate it. He says, it would take a second rounder with pick nine to get to four. For a QB, No. It's too much to give up a one and a two for a player to sit this year. However, I'll give up the second to move up to five. Uh, or excuse me. I'll give up the second to move ahead of five to get Penny Sewell, a top offensive tackle on a rookie deal who could play both sides. That I don't mind. Yeah, I feel you on that, but I still don't think – Honestly, I'll tell you what, Dale, I don't think – like if you're committed to taking, a, taking one of the top two or three tackles in this class – I think there's a good chance at nine, whether it's Sewell, Rashawn Slater, one of those two guys I think are going to be there at nine. And it wouldn't surprise me because, look, the the Broncos are kind of locked in on Juwan James this year, but they don't know what to expect from him. He's apparently told Peyton and Fangio over the phone, hey, I'm good to go. I'm back in it. Let's, Let's go. You can count on me and all that. But, guys, you know, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice, right? And so the Broncos have to have not only a fail-safe for this year at right tackle, which they don't have currently because Elijah Wilkinson is gone, DeMar Dotson is gone, but also really for 2022 and beyond. So that's why, again, you're going to then go take a a quarterback when you still have a ceiling that Drew Locke has only scratched the surface on. Like, let's let's go around the merry-go-round one last time. And you know what? If you take a tackle, Zach, like if you take a penne soul at whatever point in the top 10 this, this year and Drew doesn't work out, whatever your next quarterback is, is going to be thanking the football gods, yeah. going to be thanking George Payton 
for taking that tackle because left side's locked down, right side's locked down. And by that point, you got to assume you're going to have a pretty well-honed, developed, cohesive interior with Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry, and Graham Glasgow getting a whole other year to play together. And if one of them ends up washing out or getting hurt, Natani Muti, let's not forget about this dog. Exactly, yeah. And really, it's not going to matter who's at quarterback if the Broncos can't protect him. And we saw that last year. Whether it was Locke, Driscoll, Rippon, uh, all quarterbacks suffer from the same thing. That was a breakdown on the offensive line. So I, I, first of all, D-Dub, thank you so much for your generosity. Uh, second of all, I would not mind the Broncos taking a tackle in round one or an offensive lineman, Sewell, Slater. I would not trade up for one, though. I think, like you said, Chad, there's a high likelihood one of those guys will fall in the Broncos' lap. And if not, you can still move back and take Tevin Jenkins if you want. There is better, or not better, but there's other options other than Sewell and Slater. So it has to be a priority. They cannot rely on Juwan James. If they get anything out of him this year, it's a bonus. And even if he starts this year and plays more than 60 snaps, a $50 million investment, I think the Broncos will look to get out of his contract next offseason. They have to have a blue chipper waiting in the wings, Chad. They can't rely on the band-aided and duct tape of the DeMar Dotsons and the Eli Wilkinsons any longer. Real quick, I want to shout out. um, Let me see here. Actually, hold on. Did I do it right? Let me do that again. Stand by. Uh, Go to Creator Studio. There we go. Uh, Shout out to the star senders, our Facebook superstars, Randy Jones, Clint Ashworth, Jeremy Kusich, uh, Gary Leeds Palmer, Sean Miller, Dave Glassman, Eric uh, Ortegon. Guys, we're going to try and keep an eye out for what your your questions or comments might be if you attached a question or comment to these stars. For whatever reason, we lament this still. StreamYard does not show us when a Facebook comment is a star or is a super, we'll call it a superstar. All right. So we have to kind of keep an eye out for it extracurricular style. And it's not always easy to do when we have a very active chat. But thank you, guys. We'll keep an eye out for any questions that you might have. Thank you. Um, all right, John, real quick. We're at 49 minutes. We got wow. the Duchess jumping in again Thank with you, a very generous super chat. Wow. What do you even say? You blow us away. Thank you so much, my friend. She says, he is my draft. Here's my draft uh, wants. Number one, Parsons. Number two, a corner. Number three, a tackle. Need to keep my spot. On <laughs> it's it's safe. Don't worry it's, about it. Yeah, don't even, don't even trip, Michaela. Your, your, your spot is safe, but That's pretty close. I mean, you know, I could juggle. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, 
the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Close a little bit, but honestly, I'm right there with you in terms of the three big needs. And you want to be careful not to you know, go overboard in terms of, you know, knee jerking on need. Like if a really good blue chip player drops and it's not per se at a, at a position of need, but it could be one in a year or two, but that blue, you just take the blue chip player and let the chips fall. But more often than not, as we know, there's only a few teams in the league, one or two actually that are actual hardcore, straight up BPA drafters, green Bay Packers being one of them. Most teams, they develop their, their big roster needs and their, and their, roster priorities, and then the BPA is actually kind of filtered through that prism. So cornerback, tackle, linebacker are the needs. Then when we go on the board, we're going to look at the best players available at those positions on our board. Seattle's another team, Chad, that just lives and dies by their draft board. It really doesn't matter. It could be a quarterback at BPA, and they'll take him there. Uh, but, uh, Michaela, I'm right there in agreement. If it's not a quarterback, I mean, what other needs could you consider in round one? I'm not taking a defensive lineman. I'm not taking a pure edge rusher, and I'm not taking a safety nor a tight end like Kyle Pitts. So I might I might reverse those. I might go Parsons and then a tackle and then a corner just because they're stocked relatively for cornerback for at least this season. Um, but, yeah, I'm right there with you. If they can address any of those three spots at number nine or number whatever, I'd be happy. All right, Brandon Harden, good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. Bama Broncos, George Payton is good for blowing smoke. Go back in the first round to pick 20. You still are getting a, a good blue chip player, maybe. A good player, yes. Like there are some blue chippers that end up coming out uh, in the second half of the first round. But, you know, it's something I know Nick Kendall talks a lot about that beyond the top 15, your odds of a player really turning into improving to be a blue chip, a true blue chip first round pick, diminish pretty rapidly. And I know Mile High Huddle's Thomas Hall has done a lot of analytics uh, research based on drafts and over the last, well, since the Super Bowl era and looking at, you know, how big of a drop-off is it from the top five to the top 10 to the later half of the first round? And it is, um, there are differences, but look, Lamar Jackson was a late first round pick. No one's going to deny that cat was a blue chip pick. I mean, I'm trying to remember where JJ Watt went, but nevertheless, he if, if that 2011 draft went all over again, it's probably going to either be Vaughn or JJ Watt, number one overall, and whoever didn't is going to go two. And then, you know, maybe Patrick Peterson actually at three, then maybe Cam Newton, right, who, who was actually number one in that draft. 
you just can't bank on, though, getting a blue chip player past, like Nick said, 15 or a 20. And the thing with that is, you know, Parsons is not going to be there at 20. Slater and Sewell are not going to be there at 20. J.C. Horn is not going to be there at 20. So I'm all for trading down if need be and stacking more draft picks. That's what George Payton loves to do, and that's what he might end up doing. But I just wouldn't go too far. I think 15 might be my limit, Chad. You can still get a second or third round pick or maybe both for that haul, but you wouldn't be taking yourself out of range for a player that's a true elite prospect because the Broncos are not one player away. They need talent across the board, so they can't really risk themselves of losing out on that talent all for the sake of picking up another draft pick. All right, we got one here from our friend Christian, a superstar. Good to see you, brother. Hey, Chad, I didn't know you had teenage kids. I'm 17, so it's just surprising to me. How old are they? 11 days till the draft and just want it to come faster. Yeah, dude, I'm older than I look. All right. But I have an 18 year old. All right. I'm old enough to be your pops. Okay. (laughs) And uh, soon to be 16 year old and a soon to be 13 year old. Then it goes 10, uh, our girl, 10 years old. And then we got a a brand new baby coming beginning in June. So then we're no moss, no moss on, on kids. But, But yeah, Christian, that's cool, buddy. Didn't know you were that young, but hey, man, that, that makes sense in terms of uh, your vim and vigor, right? Very passionate, outgoing Broncos fan. Yeah, you are the future of Broncos country, so we appreciate having you in here. All right, I'm trying to find – John, do you have any that are stars? Because um, I'm trying to scroll up here and see if there's anybody within where I'm at in the chat that I could show. All right, here's one from Gary. I keep reminding myself that George Payton knows more about the QB situation than anyone. I will trust him to make the right call. Yeah, Zach, I mean, how long for 10 years? Well, for most of Elway's decade or so as the GM, it was in John we trust, right? And especially because that first five years produced such great dividends. And that hashtag started to lose its luster a little bit, you know, the second half of that, that stretch. But if you really believe George Payton was the right man for the hire, whether he falls in love with the quarterback or doesn't fall in love with the quarterback, you got to trust that he knows what he's doing. It went from in John we trust to good for you, bud, all the memes about John Elway. You know, it's in George we trust now, and you can look at his history with the Vikings, and I said this on KK last week, KK13, that in in his time with Minnesota, George Payton, he oversaw the selection of just two first-round quarterbacks. That's Christian Ponder and Teddy Bridgewater, but except for, I think, 2020 seventh-round pick Nate Stanley, who exactly, he didn't, he went years, the Vikings did, and George Payton did, and Rick Spielman there, without taking a quarterback. So based on his track record, trading up for a quarterback or even taking one at nine might be unlikely given uh, the way in which he likes to operate, Chad. Jerry Holland, Drew Locke can straight go the you-know-what off and shut some chirp this year. Yeah, he could, and we're all hoping that's the case. I mean, I think even – it's like Woody Page said, you know, what if they – even if they draft a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields, Drew's going to be the day-one starter – you got to hope for the best, all right? Whether there's a first-round pick nipping at his heels, holding the clipboard or not, you got to hope that he's going to turn the corner and really work out because by that point, games are on the line, the record's on the line, and this is the first in a in a 17-game schedule, 18-week season, but a 17-game schedule. So it's going to be a grind, dude. 
I, I so agree, though. I can't remember who said it. I saw a comment on the side tonight that said, you know, if you go back and watch Locke's film, some of the throws he makes off-platform, across his body, on the run, under pressure, his arm talent, Chad, is indisputable. And if the Broncos can harness that, if he cleans up his mistakes, which he very well could do this season, he could be a dangerous player. So I don't know about shocking the world. I don't know about winning MVP this year for Locke, but I do think he can be a really good starter for the Broncos. And if they get that level of production, they will be a playoff team in 2021. George, again, wow, thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. He says, from what I've read and heard, Drew is a new man and becoming a professional. I can't wait to see him play this year. Yeah, he's really thrown himself into the whole offseason thing. What do we know since the season ended? We know that he's been in the building basically every day, first to show up, last to leave type situation, which It's kind of concerning to hear from Tim Patrick that that was not typical of what his approach was in 2020, but nevertheless, he's doing that. We heard from Dalton Reisner, Zach, that he's working with Peyton Manning. What are they doing? They're breaking down film together. We know that last year uh, Peyton helped him kind of iron out some ideas for how to really approach the offseason from nutrition to workout, self-care, throwing sessions, all that stuff. This year, it sounds like it's more about, all right, we got that stuff locked down. Let's now start focusing on breaking down the game. They're probably looking at his own cut-ups and figuring out, like, look, you know, if you went wrong, where'd you go wrong? If you succeeded on this rep, why did you succeed? Nothing but good news. If Peyton Manning is helping you break down film, dude, like, that's a blessing. You know, it's funny that everyone, all the anti-lock folks, they get on lock for dancing on the sideline as a way to – Um, assassinate his character and say that he's immature, he's not a leader, but they tend to ignore him being in the building, they tend to ignore him taking a stand and wanting to participate in voluntary workouts. You can say he certainly has flaws to his game. I mean, I'm not arguing that. He has a lot to prove and a lot he can get better with, but his love of the game, his leadership ability, Chad, and his his passion for football, that's indisputable. And I think we're seeing that this offseason more than obviously 2019 and 2020. Indeed. All right. We got another newer name and we're at 58 minutes. So we got to start winding her down here. A newer name on super chat slink 3511. Thank you for the support, my friend. Welcome. Connect on Twitter. Slink says, how high do you think Drew would go if he went to North Dakota state? I'm rocking with Locke. I'd rather get someone like Foles or Smith, Alex Smith to back him up. Hashtag let him, let him hate. Yeah, dude, it's, it's a, it's an interesting question to ponder. Like if Drew doesn't get recruited to the sec, one of the worst teams, obviously always, you know, way behind in recruiting relative to the sec is Mizzou. And uh, if he goes, if he ends up being a big fish in a small pond, instead of a big fish in a freaking gigantic pond, right? Like a massive pond where you're like a big catfish and there's some freaking, you know, bull sharks swimming up from, from the, from the sea to, you know, out, outshine you. If he was in North Dakota state, Carson uh, Wentz went number two overall. Trey Lance might end up going top five. We'll see. Yeah. I think they, you know, it's a good, if you're a young up and coming quarterback and your school of choice, you're not able to get recruited there. Hey man, see what you can do to get over to the freaking bison and um, you know, stake your claim. It's funny, and here's the double standard and hypocrisy on display. A, a, a lot of Broncos fans I've seen, they would love to have Trey Lance, and they're ha- they have no problem uh, with his inexperience. But Locke has, what, 17 games under his belt, Chad, or 18 games? 
as a, as a professional quarterback, and that's enough to make a determination. So it, it really works both ways. It's subjective as to who you want. Uh, but if he went to North Dakota, sometimes those prospects that come from smaller schools or don't have the experience, they have more allure, and they have actually more value than the guys who play in the SEC and the, and the big-time conferences. Yeah, it's 18 starts, but really 17 games because the, the one was that you got injured on the second possession against Pittsburgh. So it's hard to really count that one. But DeWalter drills again. Appreciate you, dude. I think we go linebacker. What team ahead of us? What team ahead needs one before us? A few. Um, Cincinnati at five. Uh, Detroit can take one. Carolina could take one. A team can trade up for Micah Parsons. Unlikely, but it could happen. Miami holds six now, right? I want to say. I believe that's where Micah Parsons went in the SI uh, publisher mock draft. I think they go worth. receiver, though. Yeah, they'd be wise to build their own nest around Tua if they're going to make an yeah. honest effort at that kid succeeding. Um, John, we need Mike Kane, and then we're current, and I can grab what's left before we dip on out. Good to see you, Mike. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, fellas, hope the Broncos ride with Locke and trade down this year for picks next year. More capital if you still need a QB next year. Good point. Also, it allows the new coach, if there ends up being one, uh, to pick his own QB this year. Yeah, I, I, dude, it just to me, it just depends simply on who's on the board when you trade back. You know, if it's if it's one of the four kind of draft crushes that Zach talked about today, if it's my one of my four guys, then I'm probably just staying where I'm at and taking making that pick. But if they were to trade back to me, that would be the second best, you know, second best option for that very purpose. And that's how they should do it. I mean, as much as I love the George Payton hire, and if they go with Locke for one more season, it, it's a, a unconventional setup, having the new GM saddle with the incumbent head coach. I mean, at least next year, the GM would pick his own head coach and the head coach would pick his own quarterback or work collectively with the GMs pick the quarterback. So if the Broncos bomb this year, at least there's the upside that be a total house cleaning, new coaching staff, new quarterback, and hopefully hope for the future of Peyton picking his guys and getting them in the building. Uh, straightforward, 07, another newer super chat superstar that has come on strong the last week or so it's been great man keep it up he says one more year Locke's gonna ball out pressure makes diamonds hashtag let him hate really good point dude really good point you know we start out as this big old massive boulder with different things jutting out and as we roll down the hill encountering obstacles those things break off and we and it smooths out and it sharpens you become a from a rough stone to a smooth stone by the time you, you get to the bottom but in order for that to happen you got to hit the resistance, right? You got to go, boom, that snaps off and you keep going, hopefully. Same principle of pressure makes diamonds. And Chad, you know, as the boulder figuratively is rolling down the proverbial hill, we've seen the glimpses of diamonds sticking out from underneath that boulder. We've seen what Drew Lock can be. We've seen the flashes. We all have to hope that it can be honed into that gem uh, collectively and in total this coming season. It doesn't get talked about enough. It's, I mean, so many people out there in media – and in some, I, I don't, I want to say it's a minority of fans, but nevertheless, some fans too, they act as if Drew has shown not one glimpse of being something in the league, like nothing, nothing, dude. This is Paxton Lynch 2.0. That, that was I in mean, the comments. They were actually yeah. debating that in the comments whether Locke is the next Paxton Lynch, and that was indisputable from 2019. That is not. Give me not. a break. Give me a break, y'all. Uh, Bama Broncos again. Your offense 
is only as good as your offensive line. Yeah, that's a fair point. It's a fair point. But I'll tell you this too, Bama Broncos, Peyton Manning made guys that had no business being in the Pro Bowl into Pro Bowlers. Tariq Glenn, he was a good left tackle. He was solid. I'll say this. He was a solid left tackle. He became a Pro Bowler and an All-Pro because his quarterback was Peyton. Jeff Saturday, you know, if he doesn't land with Peyton Manning in Indy, does he go on to become a perennial All-Pro and Pro Bowler? Probably not. Probably not. So, yes, if you can have a great – I mean, look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, in, especially during that time when Munchak was there. Like, Big Ben, you had that component that raises all ships, Zach, but – you know, you also had a really good offensive line, and those when those two things combine, man, yeah. it can be something special. It can be great, yeah. And you know, look at Kansas City though as a, as a uh, an example that you can have the best quarterback in the NFL, but if you can't protect him worth a damn, it's not going to really matter. And I think compared to the Peyton Manning playing days, NFL defenders are so much bigger and faster and stronger now that you have to have a good offensive line. To, no matter how good your quarterback is, if he can run a 4-3 or throw the ball 70 yards, if you can't protect him, it's not going to matter what you do or who's under center. Albert wants to know, one of our great super uh, supporters slash superstars on Facebook, what is MHH going to do during the draft? We're going to do the same thing that we did last year. We're going to stream – it's basically going to be like a watch party at MHH all three days of the draft. So the first round will be on Thursday night as per usual, second round Friday night, and then Saturday, the day three, um, you know, picks. And so we'll be streaming live and it's not going to be like we did last year in the first round where we uh, made the mistake of also broadcasting the television stream, which was big. No, no, should have known better. Um, But we're still going to be in the room, breaking it down as it happens. You know, it's going to be like you guys hanging out with us in the room, uh, an NFL draft watch party slash, you know, hangout at MHH. So it's going to be a gas, Zach. And I don't know how much you and I, I don't think you and I are going to be hanging out for all three days, but we'll no. be, we'll definitely be making appearances. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, and we're going to watch it collectively. No pick tipping, no spoilers. We're going to all watch it in real time and hopefully uh, be excited, not disappointed by the pick. Uh, Jeremy says Broncos would be wise to extend Tim Patrick now at a relative value price before he puts up another no drop year on tape. Well, you got to kind of take your pick. Like, you know, you're going to probably have a Jerry Judy deal coming in the near future. If things work out well, KJ, you're going to have to pay Noah Fant. You're going to have to pay Cortland after this year. Like you're going to have to make some hard, hard decisions, Jeremy. And I think at the end of the day, this is going to be Tim Patrick's last hurrah in Denver, unless like if if Sutton got hurt again this year, knock on wood or something egregious like that, then that could change the equation. But I think this is the, you know, he was re-signed as an RFA, Zach, in my opinion, Tim, as a hedge against any p- potential setback or complication in, in Sutton's recovery. But that was a, a raise, though, for him. He's making over oh, yeah. $3 million now. So, I mean, that's that's a better deal for Tim Patrick. And he's going to be an unrestricted free agent next offseason. And I'm right there with you. They can't keep harboring all these receivers and having to keep kicking the can down the road. You, you would choose to pay Cortland Sutton over Tim Patrick. I'm one of the biggest Tim Patrick fans breathing right now. But you can't invest in him when you have other uh, fish to fry on offense. So we have to hope, Chad, for $3 million bucks, he can be the NFL's best number three wide receiver. All right, one more, two more super chats, and then we got to go, guys. From Christian again, appreciate you. He goes, sheesh, five kids, chat. That's crazy. Do any of them play football? You know what's funny is um, they've all played football, uh, but only one of my sons uh, really kind of took a liking to it. And in terms of playing it, right, 
uh, and in playing tackle and pursuing it. Um, and it's my youngest son, the one that's going to be turning 13 this, this summer. So yeah, a few of them like it, but none of them are the weirdos like their dad in terms of the of football being like, you know, everything. Dave from Georgia. Last one. We got to go. Appreciate you, bro. I'm all about using one picks one and two on defense because hashtag defense wins championships hashtag state of being. Uh, yeah. And here's the thing on that, Zach is, you know, it really does come down to the board, but the Broncos went from drafting most of the premium round picks being defense, 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 defense under Elway to the last two, three drafts. Most of those picks going to the offensive side. And so you've got a nice, you know, you've cultivated a very talented, uh, albeit ex- inexperienced offensive core. Those guys just need to develop now. And meanwhile, your defense has gotten old at a few positions and you're putting duct tape at a few things. You know, you need to start investing over there again. And so I'd be all about it, Dave, if it's the right picks. I mean, look at last year. They not only went offense back-to-back, but receiver in rounds one and two. And that could very well be the case where they go inside linebacker, cornerback, you know, cornerback, inside linebacker. And what's the really, Chad, the biggest need on offense is offensive tackle. You could get by until round three. And so it very well could be that Peyton addresses the biggest needs on defense, corner, inside linebacker, maybe safety in the first couple picks. All right, last super chat from Big Kid Rook jumping in at the 11th hour. Appreciate you. Thank you. It's common sense. The Broncos are going to trade down, but they'll stay in the top 22 in order to get four quality picks in this draft. There's your bold prediction of the day from Big Kid Rook. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, I mean, hey, I wouldn't hate it. I would not hate it. I'd be all about it if you still got a good player at 22. Yeah, I prefer the Broncos to stay within 15, 17 picks, but if they move down in that spot and still get a blue chipper that we deem a blue chipper, Chad, I think we'll both be very happy. Dave, appreciate you letting us know about a potential Facebook uh, glitch. It's all good, though, my friend. You know, don't worry about it, the stars. You're you're a dedicated supporter, so it's all good. John, sorry, I know we, we covered over Tyler there. Let's grab Tyler, and then we'll go. Appreciate you. Good to see you. He says, great work as always. Sorry for the tardiness. Have a great night. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life and MHH for life. We love seeing that. And uh, he's going to be on the show soon, too, for what it's worth, yep. is, is Tyler Randall. All right, last thing, guys, and then we got to go. Got to give a tip of the cap here to our star senders on Facebook. Um, Dave Glassman, Eric Ortegon, Randy, Clint, Jeremy, Gary, Sean. Mile high salute. Hats Thank off. You appreciate you guys. Really do appreciate you. And one last thing, guys, before we go. We got to remind you this week, really fun week. Uh, we're going to have some top 10 things in the plan for you uh, to celebrate 10K week and also to help celebrate 10K week. On Wednesday, we're going to have the great Graham Glasgow on the show. So make sure you are tuned in for that. You know, set it on your calendars. Make sure you're not missing that live show. Graham Glasgow, starting right guard of your Denver Broncos, Wednesday, April 21st, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Huddle Up podcast. Good job, John, getting getting Graham booked, yeah. and we look forward to talking with him. But other than that, Zach, have a great start to your week, brother, and uh, sign us on out of here. You too. And, uh, you know, based on what we've heard, Glasgow is so excited to come on here and talk with Broncos country, so we cannot wait for Wednesday night. It's going to be a, a very, very fun time. But have a great uh, rest of your night, Chad, John, everyone else out there. Thank you so, so much. Everyone in the comments, everyone that, that supported us and interacted with us. We will be back tomorrow night, though, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern, new week of podcasting. Draft is right around the corner now. We're days away, and we look forward to getting 
into it with you then. We will see you tomorrow night, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.